Expresso Prime, a podcast all about primes, short enough to listen to while you enjoy your cup of coffee. Hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of Expresso Crime. I hope you enjoyed the five-part series on serial killers by country. Today's Sunday Scaries are all about the world's most notorious prisons and their prisoners. Today's Sunday Scary show supporter is JavvyCoffee.com. You know I am coffee obsessed and what I love about this is the simplicity and convenience. There's no need for a coffee maker or the dreaded instant coffee powder. Simply add one to two teaspoons of your Javi coffee to milk or water your choice and voila, you have coffee easiest way to have good coffee whether it's hot or iced you can use code jamie5081 for instant savings while avoiding having to use instant coffee thank you to javi coffee for the code and thank you for listening and supporting my links this is an affiliate link and your support means the world once more that is j-a-i-m-e 5081 at javicoffee.com. First on the list, Black Dolphin Prison in Russia. Inmates there are kept in isolated cells that have a set of three steel doors. For 90 minutes a day, they exercise in a large cage. During this time, cells are searched for illegal items. If they're moved anywhere within the facility, they're cuffed, blindfolded, and forced to walk bent over so they can't learn the prison's layout. They can't interact with other prisoners or overpower the guards. This technique is believed to only be used at this prison. This prison houses about 700 inmates, including cannibals, serial killers, and terrorists. Of those 700 inmates, they have killed more than 3,500 people combined. There are 900 guards and no inmate has ever escaped. One of the prison's most notorious criminals, Valdemar Nikolaev, is a convicted cannibal. He said, I was coming home from a party a little drunk and next door to my building, another guy, also drunk, asked me for a light. We started arguing and got into a fight. He hit me and I hit him and it turned out that he died. What was I to do? I dragged him to the bathroom undressed him and started cutting him apart i caught a cut off his head arms legs all of a sudden something kind of struck me and i thought i would try him i tried it didn't like it so i chopped it up and fried it in the frying pan as well as trying it himself he also gave some of it to his friend he called it kangaroo who then that friend took it home and gave it to his wife she made dumplings with it and had it it for dinner with their kids first prison is just making our list off to a wild start i mean blindfolding the inmates having them walk bent over and then the cannibal story is just wow second on the list this prison is in kenya so the official capacity is 1200 though reports show that there are between 1800 and 2500 inmates inside so they are really really over capacity there and this has been a serious factor in the prison facing really serious health conditions like HIV, AIDS, gonorrhea, syphilis, TB and more and they are really really rampant. This prison's notoriety grew in 2008 when a riot started over a contraband search. That riot was captured on phones and then those videos from the cell phone video footage was put on TV. The prison also made headlines in 2021 when three convicted terror suspects escaped. Seven wardens were then arrested because they were helping those 
three, escape. In addition to all of this, as if that's not enough, there's also a very illegal call center operating in it. So the prisoners have found handsets that allowed them to alter their voices so they can sound like a man, a woman, or a child. David Tett, one of the inmates serving a 15-year term, is even able to fake a foreign accent during these calls. So he forges a relationship with the clients on the phone and he plays along with it and then he starts solicitating money. One of the victims of the scam says that gullible Kenyans are duped into believing that they are being called by local radio stations to claim their prizes. Next thing you know, the scammers have withdrawn your money from the ATM as the inmates at the call center have people on standby waiting to withdraw following the information being given. So it's just really, really crazy. And I mean, you've I'm sure you've had a scam call and just imagine that coming from a prison. It just it just adds such a layer to it. Number three on the list, Kingston Pen. So it's a former maximum security prison located in Kingston, Ontario in Canada. So it was opened in 1835 and closed in September 2013 due to its aging infrastructure. So that was open for 178 years. So the original rules for inmates stated that inmates must not talk to each other or exchange a word at any time, no matter what. And they must also not exchange looks or winks, laughs, nod, gesture, just like basically do not look or speak to anyone else. In the early years, children as young as eight were inmates. And over the years, there were three really major riots and two very famous escapes. In 1923, the man who had been called Canada's most notorious criminal, he was a bank robber, Red Ryan, led four inmates over the wall after first setting fire. That was done to like as a distraction. So Ryan went back to robbing banks. He was captured three months later, and he ended back in KP Kingston Pen. Following that, he became a model prisoner. He was released on parole in 1935, and he became a poster boy for prison reform. He even hosted a radio program. However, he had secretly returned to robbery. That was until he was shot dead by a policeman during a botched liquor store holdup in 1936. A second famous escape is bank robber Tyrone William Kahn, who had already escaped from three other prisons. He got over KP's 10-meter fence one night in 1999 by using a handmade ladder. He left a dummy in his bed, which made for him to not be discovered until the next day. Two weeks later, police tracked him down to a basement apartment in Toronto. He accidentally shot himself during the standoff. So he definitely, that was what, four prison escapes? Crazy. As far as riots go, the first riot in KP history was in April 1971. The four-day riot resulted in two inmate deaths and six guards being held hostage. This sounds horrible. And famous inmates include an inmate that broke into the prison. Yes, you heard that right. Around 1847, one former inmate actually broke into KP. It was a few days before Christmas and he had no money, but having worked for KP's deputy warden, he knew where to find the prison's petty cash. So he got a ladder, climbed to the top of the pen, and lowered himself down over the wall. He got the money and tried to climb back up, but the rope broke. The next morning, KP had one more inmate than it should have had, and that inmate got 18 more months behind bars. I feel like there's just a very special category here in the fact that he tried to rob a prison by breaking in. Okay. 
Stephen Trescott. So he was sentenced to death as a 14-year-old in 1959 for the murder of a 12-year-old. This was near Clinton, Ontario. His sentence was later commuted to life. He maintained his innocence and he was actually formally acquitted in 2007 when his conviction was declared a miscarriage of justice. Clifford Olson. So he was a convicted serial killer who confessed to murdering 11 children and teenagers between the ages of 9 and 18 in the early 80s. Wayne Bowden, the vampire rapist, was convicted in 1972 of raping and killing three women in Montreal and one in Calgary. He was notorious for biting the breasts of his victims. That left forensic evidence that sealed his conviction. Between the prison's age and its first rules and the inmates and the riots it held, wow, it is just a crazy prison. Number four on the list is Galati Prison in Georgia. So a 2012 scandal at the prison located in Georgia, the country not the state, called international attention to the country's practice of prisoner torture at the hands of guards. Numerous abuses, including rape and assault, were revealed in a video filmed by a 35-year-old guard that turned whistleblower. That in itself is just absolutely awful, and that is why it's on this list. Number five, ADX Florence in Colorado. Inmates at this facility spend 23 hours a day in solitary confinement in their 7 by 12 foot concrete cells. It was opened in January 1995 and it currently houses 324 inmates. No one has ever escaped. So Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski, Shoe Bomber, Richard Reed, Oklahoma City Bombers, Accomplice Terry Nichols, the Olympic Park Bomber, and Soviet spy Robert Hansen have all been inmates at this prison. It just holds the country's absolute worst criminals. Number six, Camp 14 in North Korea. Camp 14 is considered a political prison camp and it can hold 15,000 prisoners. That means that they are serving life sentences for being enemies of the state. Inmates here are routinely starved and forced into slave labor in mining, textiles, and farming. Camp 14 also employs a policy known as the three generations of punishment, which means that many prisoners are therefore merely being related to someone that was suspected of a crime and they'll likely die there without ever committing a crime themselves, which I think makes it so notorious that it's the generational aspect of it is just wild. Number six, this one is in Rwanda. So the most crowded prison in the world is home to more than 7,000 prisoners in a facility that was built to hold only 400. That's 17 and a half times the amount that should be in it. That in itself is just madness. So of the crazy crowded prison, most of the inmates are suspects of the Rwandan genocide that took place in 1994. Given the extreme overcrowding, the men and women housed here are forced to stand barefoot on the very filthy ground for all hours of the day. That causes their feet to rot. Many eventually require amputations, but with only one full-time doctor dedicated to the prison, most prisoners are unable to receive the treatment they need, resulting in half a dozen deaths each day. That, those numbers are just really, really crazy. Number eight on the list is Terry Haute in Indiana. So this is where the execution chamber is located. In 2008, the American Civil Liberties Union accused the prison of having grossly inadequate conditions where the death row inmates are held. Additionally, the prison was accused of denying the prisoners medical care, including mental health services, and it was also accused that inmates were subjected to so much noise 
that it was causing them to be sleep deprived. In January 2021, they had the highest number of COVID-19 cases in the federal prison system. There are over 1,100 inmates, including the Boston bomber who's on death row there. So just another one that houses just really, really crazy criminals, but some serious concerns going on there from the healthcare perspective. Number nine on the list is San Quentin State Prison in California. I feel like so many times we do different episodes, it always comes back to this prison. So it's probably ringing some bells, but wanting to include it based on its violence over the years, especially in the 60s and 70s when the guards were encouraging corruption and interracial riots. So it had the only death row facility in the state for more than 700 death row inmates as well, which was the largest facility in the U.S. However, starting in early 2022, so last year, the state began began to close death row and started to relocate the inmates. That's three years after the California governor ended executions in the state. So there's some notable inmates there over the years. The first one is Charles Manson. Then there's William Bonin. He was also known as a freeway killer. So he was a serial killer and twice paroled sex offender who committed the rape, torture, and murder of a minimum of 21 boys and young men in a series of killings in 1979 and 1980 in Southern California. He's also suspected of committing a further 15 murders. We have covered him before on previous episodes. And then one that's a little bit similar is Randy Kraft. So he's known as the scorecard killer. And he was um, a killer who murdered a minimum of 16 young men between 1972 and 1983, the majority of which were committed in California. He's also believed to have committed the rape and murder of up to 51 other boys and young men. He was convicted in May 1989 and is currently on death row there. And then there's Richard Chase. So he was a serial killer who killed six people in the span of a month in Sacramento. So a really short crime span. He was nicknamed the Vampire of Sacramento because he drank his victim's blood and cannibalized their remains. And then if you listen to country music, you know that Merle Haggard was there for a little bit. And then the last one I want to talk about is Carrie Stainer. So he is a serial killer and the older brother of kidnapping victim Stephen Sainer. So he was convicted of the murders of four women between February and July 1999. He is still on death row at San Quentin and, you know, going through the relocation, etc., all that paperwork admin kind of stuff, but he is there. Um, But I think what's crazy about that is just him being the older brother of a kidnapping victim. It just adds like a weird layer to it. Number 10 on the list is the detention camp in Cuba. So it was established by U.S. President George W. Bush's admin in 2002, and that was following the 9-11 attacks. So the indefinite detention without trial led the operations of this camp to be considered a major breach of human rights. So of the roughly 780 people detained there since it opened, 740 have been transferred elsewhere, 31 remained there, and 9 have died while in custody. So it's really crazy just that staying there without the trial, just it had to be included. And that wraps up today's episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will see you Sunday for more Sunday Scaries by Expresso Crime. Bye for now.